Welcome to a well of being. It's a lot of functions, the conditions I met. This event got me listening to the boolean. Yes, not a threat, cool. Else, if best protect your neck, that's a constant. The variables on the scene can pull strings while I dead it by the head. You won't even meet the body, that's the end of the script. I ain't talking about a homie, I've been digging the arrays and the curly cues. Right into the free code camp live stream of jazzy tunes. Just a little bit, day by day. Pull up the memo, DM my people. Peace and blessings. Once again, it's your boy, Mr. Wild and Free, back with another episode of A Well of Being, a podcast that provides a space to dive deep on all things spiritual, metaphysical, philosophical, technological, and existential from this wild and free individual. It's a well, not the well, because there's absolutely more than one way to be well. And of course, a well has depth to it. There's so many ways to be in this life, and as we seek to find balance and duality, I want you to know it's okay to define for yourself what it means to live life well. Let's get into it. So, on today's episode, we will discuss the future of technology with a hopeful outlook and the reasons why we often find ourselves fearful rather than optimistic when it comes to technology. My goal with this episode is to help alleviate some anxiety for those of you all who hold that anxiety in regards to the future, right? Or feel like the implications of new technology will have detrimental effects on the future. Um, I want to inspire the opposite, right? I want to kind of give new life into that perspective and to, you know, just kind of let you relax a little bit and actually be optimistic and excited about what the future holds. Uh, one like myself, I am, you can consider me a futurist or a techie or something to that capacity. Uh, again, I am a dilettante of sorts because I am not, you know, classically trained scientist or engineer or anything of that capacity, but I am heavily inspired by what I see happening through the tech innovations that we see today and all of the things that it enables for creatives and the traditional professional and people who may not have had access to this type of functionality or efficiency. So I'm definitely grateful for all of the things that have led up to the technology that we hold today, right? Like, just think about that, right? Like the technology that you have in your hand, like whether it's your cell phone or your laptop, that's an incredible power. And oftentimes we either take that for granted or we condemn those who have kind of brought it into existence without celebrating and appreciating and being grateful for the things that they have provided in, in ways that we may not have been able to have before. What I would say is that technology is just a tool, right? I believe the, the reasons that people fear technology is because we fear ourselves, we fear each other. You know, we fear what human beings are capable of 
based on our past experiences. It's the lack of self-knowledge and knowledge of each other and the lack of being able to see eye to eye that makes the future of technology concerning. Because right off the bat, people get fearful of what those who oppose them may do with the technologies that they have available. So it's a kind of similar sentiment of, you know, it's not that guns kill people, people kill people using guns. That is a, like an unfortunate reality. And I believe the same thing applies here with technology. I don't think that technology is the thing that kills people or the thing that brings harm to people or the thing that in and of itself will cause detriment to the human race. But it's more so the underlying intentions or maybe the misguided intentions or the ignorant intentions of humans that are bringing about that technology or not even just the people bringing about that technology, but maybe those lurking in the shadows or those looking to capitalize off of this would-be technology without the inventor's consent or without the inventor's understanding of what their intentions may be with that technology, right? So there's so many different things that go into play, but ultimately I feel like we are emotion-based creatures and Oftentimes we have those logical fallacies of appealing to emotion that cloud our judgment on what actually is when it comes to the, the future of technology and how beneficial it could become. Consider how many times we've looked towards the future with such overwhelming fear and anxiety for it to not be as bad as we initially thought it was, right? I mean, granted, that's quite the statement to make in... Q4 of 2020, but uh, nevertheless, <laughs> things still have not reached the extremes that we may have once imagined, <laughs> once, <laughs> that we may have once imagined it to reach, right? Like think of Y2K, right? Or 2012, all of those different things that, you know, we, we build up these super anxiety fears that are like, unfounded, right? Like there may be some small inkling or some, you know, breadcrumb trail that may have led us to such conclusions, but most of the times they're unhinged, a bit unfounded. And I feel like it's so much better to just move forward with optimism and with a state of realism as well, right? Like not just full-blown optimism where you're blinded by what is in front of you, right? But hopeful and seeing the possibilities of what could be, because that is what helps us move towards that possibility, right? If you're constantly living in fear or you're constantly just satiated with a lackluster perspective of what is in the now, like just like this realistic, humdrum, nonchalant perspective of the world, you never really get to think about the possibilities of how much better the world could become or how much better the world is becoming. So I feel like it's so important to have that perspective of optimism, especially when it comes to all of the amazing technological advancements that we're beginning to see. So I just want to kind of touch on a couple of ones that might be super interesting for you all if you may or may not have heard of them. 
on my my first episode where I defined technology or just, you know, had that first initial conversation with you all about technology, I brought up two different books. I brought up The Inevitable by Kevin Kelly, and I also brought up The Future is Faster Than You Think by Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler. Uh, Steve Kotler, excuse me. And in these books, they look at the future of technology, they look at the things that are just on the fringe and kind of give us a bird's eye view of all of those things to come. And the future is faster than they think. They talk about the convergence of technology. And it's really that aspect that is going to be profound for us in these next couple of years because it's really the synergy and the synchronization and and evolution that is bringing together various forms and fields of scientific discovery that are going to make the really profound leaps in technology that we are anticipating. It's the convergence of quantum computing alongside of artificial intelligence and alongside of natural language processing that is going to make computational power that much more astounding. (laughs) It is the convergence of materials engineering and material sciences along with, you know, battery engineering and, and discoveries for uh, ways to procure hydrogen or any other type of mineral or, or element that may make energy efficiency that much more astounding. So some lay terms and or you know just some things that are like really simple to grasp that might be really fascinating for you all, right? Think about it. Like drone delivery is well on its way, <laughs> right? Like Soon your Amazon and your Walmart packages and all of these things will just be dropped to you via somebody piloting a drone remotely, and it'll get to you even faster than it does now, right? So we'll probably be looking at one-day shipping for almost everything in the very near future. Isn't that intriguing, to say the least? (laughs) You have things like Starlink. So for those that don't know, Starlink is this vast project that is, um, you know, started by Star, excuse me, that was started by Elon Musk and SpaceX, where they are basically going to litter the sky (laughs) with 14,000 plus satellites. And that sounds overwhelming. It probably is. We will never know until it gets here. But again, we have to look towards the future with optimism, right? They, they have put into place fail-safes and uh, understanding the implications of what it is that they are doing. So let's hope that, you know, that's all we can do, right, is be hopeful about these things because these things have already been cleared. So they're well on their way. It's happening already. So, hey, if you can't beat them, join them. If, if, you, if you can't stop it, look at it with optimism, <laughs> Right, Find a way to be happy about what's to come of it. And Starlink is going to open up the potentials for a globally connected world, like internet for the entire planet. Internet for the most rural... Ru- That's such a weird word to say, isn't it? Rural 
Does it, mm, wow, that's fun. But you know what I mean, right? <laughs> For those places on the planet, there will potentially be internet in the next decade. Wireless internet that they may have never been able to, you know, not may have, they definitely have not had access to. And the, the potentials for that are incredible. Uh, look at, so, so back to like the whole drone delivery thing, right? I'm bouncing all over the place here. Like, you know, you have not just drone delivery, but aerial ride share, right? Think about that. Like Sky Uber trips, right? That might be interesting. That might help you to get to where you're getting. It may be a, a bit exclusive when it first comes about, but imagine how quickly that's going to pick up and the potentials of that, right? Imagine if you just needed to get somewhere to avoid all traffic, at least that option may be there, right? It may be possible. It'll help to democratize and make more easily accessible airlifts for medical emergencies, right? So all of these things are like super exciting to hear about. Let's look into Neuralink, right? Neuralink is the brain-computer interface that is another company that uh, Elon Musk is a part of, right? And this is a brain-computer interface. Now, I know that this is one of those things that people really get apprehensive about because they're like, oh, my God, we're merging with technology. We're becoming robots or androids or whatever. And there's all types of concerns with that, right? People are concerned with, you know, 5G and radiation and implants and being controlled by computers and artificial intelligence and not being able to get that out of you, right? But let's just take a step back from all of that because that's like doomsday thinking, right? And let's think about the ways in which these brain-computer interfaces and projects like Neuralink will help people, right? Like, this very well has the possibility of allowing someone to walk again, to see again, potentially, I wouldn't want to be so concerned or fearful that I take away that possibility for someone, right? Or that I vilify the thing that may bring about that possibility for someone, right? So, so many ways to look forward to these things with a state of optimism. Going back to the natural language processing that I just briefly mentioned, right? There's a technology called GPT-3, which is like the forefront of that natural language processing technology. And it's going to make platforms like Siri and Alexa and Google and others exponentially better and more capable of understanding our requests and increasing the level of ease in which we are able to accomplish things. Uh, One of the early examples that I've seen of this GPT-3 technology was basically being able to type out and describe what you want developed when it comes to writing code, right? Imagine that, like not being a coder, but being able to describe to a computer some type of functionality that you need or want done. And the computer just being able to do exactly what it is that you're asking. And if it kind of missed the mark a little bit, you can just go back in and clarify a bit more, right? Get a bit more precise with your description. And the coding would change and the function would change. And you would get closer and closer to this end goal that you were aiming for, right? Without any coding experience, 
something like that would be possible, which would empower many people who are developing things for their business or trying to execute things in a more efficient way for their businesses, right? So this is democratizing the core computational power of, you know, coding and that type of thing. So super interesting to see that type of technology kind of uh, peeking its head out at this time and, you know, knowing about several different companies that are going to be implementing that technology. Uh, whether, whether those things that are uh, accomplished are good and productive or detrimental depends on the person making use of that technology, right? But that is what it is. So, <clears throat> so on last week's episode, I also mentioned a documentary that I recently watched called Thrive 2. Now, again, regardless of whatever your perspective is on that documentary series, the people involved, whatever it is, right? What I will say is that they have shed light on new technologies and people around the world that are doing some incredible things, right? And it just gets us at least one new vantage point on these things. Because we may not have even known about the possibility of these things. We may not have even known about the people that were conceiving these things or at least aiming to accomplish these really amazing things that are have life-changing implications. One of the inventors, his name is Maxwell Chikambutso, right? An, an African inventor who created a system that pulls energy directly from radio wave frequencies, basically like pulling energy out the ether. <laughs> and it was, it was featured on this documentary, Thrive 2, and seemingly tested by a credible scientist. Uh, but we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see what's to come of it, right? Um, Maxwell Chikambutso is with Safe Holdings and, or Safe Technologies. Now, these are the type of inventors who are on the fringe of society because I'm sure most people believe this type of technology can't exist. They're just like, no, that's not possible. So they automatically write them off. Or you find these type of inventors, unfortunately, silenced or written off or made out to be some sort of quack. My perspective on this is that we have to at least acknowledge the people striving for these profound achievements. We have to acknowledge the efforts of these scientists and these inventors who are really trying to bring about something incredibly impactful for our world. And, and a, one of the last ones that I want to mention as well is there's a team in Thailand that claims to have been able to access hydrogen, clean, cheap, and efficiently. Like, not the expensive water extraction process that makes it not very viable today, but they are still in development, but they are making incredible strides towards achieving clean, cheap, and efficient hydrogen, which could be a game changer for the energy department. So, you know, so many amazing things on the way. There's another one, like uh, Good Money, right, which is just like a, a, a nice bank that does things positive for the environment, right? When you invest in 
in them or you put their money in their bank accounts, not only do they give you a higher APR percent, like a investment interest back, right? But they also contribute towards saving the trees, which is a beautiful thing to me, right? <laughs> and all in all, what I, what I want you all to take from this episode is to just be hopeful, right? Know that possibilities for abundance, or rather, like my brother Christian Ahmed emphasizes, right? Possibilities for prosperity exist. There are benevolent, well-intentioned scientists, engineers, and inventors out there genuinely looking to create technology that improves the human experience in ways that are incredibly sustainable for the planet. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all I really wanted to say. I do have one final question for you all before I go. What is one fear you are willing to let go of about technology that may make you feel apprehensive? Really curious about that. I think it's worthwhile, y'all, so... Let's look towards the future with some optimism, nonetheless. If you're digging the podcast and enjoying these deep dives, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to get updates on every episode by sending an email directly to well at bcast.email. That's well with three L's at bcast.email. I'm sure you can just subscribe on your favorite podcast player as well. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or now Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're there, right? Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I would greatly appreciate it. Share it with your friends if you're digging the vibes and, you know, it's something that you feel like they may resonate with. If you would like to keep up with the podcast on social media, Again, I'm still working on keeping those updates on there. So check out at A Well of Being. That's A Well of Being with three L's. And of course, my main IG is at MR Wild EN Free. Most especially, I'd like to speak into existence for you, the listener. Perspective, optimism, hope, possibility abundance, prosperity, appreciation, gratitude, excitement, and peace of mind. Well, that's all this time, y'all. Peace and blessings. Take it easy. Mr. Wild and Free 2020 flows February 4th. Let's go. Well, what's on the other side of desire? I transpire out the state of victimhood. I've rewired, no retiring from the finer things. Designer dreams, not talking about a label on clothes. I speak of process, not yet, not ever shall I give up cause I got next. Conflict, internally cathartic to the conquest. Best thing of the beast inside of me, I better breed. I believe in the beauty reaped from sown seeds of the grim reapers. Life seeker though, I glean the glow and peep the flow. It ebbs and goes, cyclical, simply grows, sycamores and dandelion roots. 
Nature is truth as manifest. Here I stretch, arms wide, hips open, how I'm stroking the pen. Metaphorically, just tapping screens is what I've seen. And abstraction subtracts, that's what the future brings. So in the floor in the 20s, brain matter meets the circuit board. No relink me, I'll never bore with. <laughs>